This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Scott, and today's game will be featuring returning guest, head coach Eric Walling, who will be teaming with Eric Ede to face the Benchwarmer team of Mason and Dan. Welcome back to the bench, Eric, and thank you for your support on Patreon. Please remind us of where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share that's not related to fantasy football. Oh, man. But there's so many great accomplishments in that last one. Uh, Yeah, Eric Walling from the Kansas City, Missouri area. Uh, Like I said, born and raised in Texas. So excited to see if you guys wrote a game full of Texas Rangers from the 1990. Should we know? Okay. Uh, Dallas Mavericks from the 1990s, maybe, maybe some Chris Anstey questions. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, here in, in Southeast, uh, Kansas city, ready for another chief Super Bowl run. Uh, glad that Eric doesn't have to listen to bills fans for the next few weeks. Glad to help out Eric. <laughs> yeah. And with that other Eric, how are you and what's your team name? Well, um, after hearing that I was going to team up with Eric today, um, I had to put an extra asterisk after everything he says, um, especially his fantasy football championship. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I've just, I took two week, two days off this week. So um, I get to go back to work tomorrow. So it's at the beginning of the time I was invincible. And now I feel like a 79 year old man, just not wanting to go somewhere. Anyway, so Eric, you can give our team name since you came up with it. Yeah. Yeah, we have a group of, of like-minded Eric's at work that refer to ourselves as the Council of Eric's. And so that's what we're going to refer to ourselves for for this game. Asterisk. Yes. <laughs> All right. The Council of Eric's. Asterisk. <laughs> Asterisk, sorry. Now I'm not doing it every time. Eric will, don't worry. <laughs> A hard word to say when you have to say it repeatedly. Especially after Eric's, Eric's asterisks. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Mason and Dan, please tell us how you guys are doing and what your team name is. Asterix. <laughs> Sorry. Everything we say tonight is going to have that after it. Um, I, I'm just really happy that uh, that Mason's you know here and safe and hasn't been abducted tonight. I mean, he thought he thought he we, we really thought he was about to be, but um, turned out it wasn't anything to be worried about. So we we dodged that bullet. Hopefully, we can ride that high the rest of the night yeah I, I can't get abducted if i'm stuck in my room for two weeks so that's that's the thing so i don't know there, there might be someone like in your house waiting for you to you know, open your door you're about to be taken and speaking of that that relates to our team name <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh we um we've decided that our team name tonight is going to be the call is coming from inside the house on the landline of it asterisk asterisk Landline has a TM after it. <laughs> All right. Now that uh, I've got team names for both, let me uh, kick it over to past Dan to read the rules for a game that features present Dan. And now I'm confused. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated 
to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. For everyone listening, just like every game, Big Brother's watching and, and Matt's here, so you might hear him laugh at things that really aren't that funny. We're just heavy breathing. Oh, and by the way, uh, it's Eric who has the heavy breathing, and it's usually your jokes that I laugh at, Scott, that aren't funny. So This is true. I mean, that's true. That is much appreciated. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, for the rules. Let's get this game underway. All right, for the tailgate round, for each question, I'm going to give you a year, followed by a group of assets involved in a trade. I just want you to tell me what player they were traded for. Question one, 2011, Eric Gordon, Chris Kamen, Al Farouk Amino, and an unprotected first round pick. Check that in. The calls coming from inside the house on the landline is checked in. Council Eric, so you guys can talk it out. Yeah, so I sent a name over. Chris Kamen, I remember being a longtime clipper. Thinking of big clipper trades there, and the one that pops into my head is Chris Paul, but you got another one? No, you confused me. You first put Paul. I'm like, Paul. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Paul, Paul. Just Paul. Oh, Paul. Yeah, I wanted you to fill in the blank. <laughs> I think that's right, actually. Um, 2011, that's about, about the time he went from the Hornets to the Clippers, so yep, I like it. All right, lock it in. Chris Paul. Inside the house. On the landline, what'd you guys come up with? Yeah, uh, it's Chris Paul. I remember the trade happening. I think Cayman was there for a short time. The other two lasted a little bit longer. Um, we also checked in with Chris Paul. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Chris Paul. Paul was a five-time All-Star and three-time first-team All-NBA during his time with the Clippers. Question two. 2002, Lee Stevens, Brandon Phillips, Cliff Lee, and podcast favorite, Grady Sizemore. <laughs> okay, let's check in. Yep. Council of Eric's have checked in. Inside the house on the landline. Talk it out. I I think this is Bartolo Colon, Mason. I think it was from Cleveland to the Expos, like right at the end of their of their time as being the Expos. With uh, Sizemore and Cliff Lee, it has to be the Indians. And the big name that left the Indians right around that time was Bartolo Colon. So, okay, I'm fine with that. I didn't really have any inklings on it, so I'm good with that. All right, we'll we'll go with Bartolo Colon. Council Varix, let's hear your answer. We almost had the, or I had the same thought Dan did around that time. Colon was shipped to Montreal, so we uh, said Bartolo Colon. Both teams checking in with Bartolo Colon, and once again, both teams are correct. It is Bartolo Colon. Uh, and Dan, you hit it right on the head. It was uh, from the Cleveland baseball team to the Montreal Expos. Uh, and the players acquired by Cleveland for Cologne combined for 10 all-star appearances in their careers, albeit not all of them were for Cleveland. Actually, not many of them were. Cliff Lee had a good career there. Yeah, and, and you know, Sizemore was good there, but Brennan Phillips was better as a red. All right, question number three. 1999. First, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks in 1999, and a first and third round pick in 2000. That's that's right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. We'll go ahead and check in. Inside the house has checked in. Council of Eric's. What's on your mind? Yes. So I, I put Ricky Williams in the chat right away, just because I remember the the whole Dolphins traded an entire draft for him. Adage. The Saints. 
sorry, Saints, Saints, my bad. Um, but that's that. I don't know if that's too late. No, he he was he was definitely ninety nine. It's I just didn't remember the the second part of that. I didn't know they I didn't know they gave up two firsts. I mean, in the grand scheme of ill advised trades, can you think of a more ill advised trade? I can. Yeah, let's go with Ricky Williams. Yep, Ricky Williams. Seems like Mason, you were on this one. What'd you guys come up with? Well, I had two ends to this. One, being a Saints fan, helped with this. And two, writing that round about the 2000 NFL draft helped me remember that uh, Washington had back-to-back picks because of uh, the trade in 2000. Uh, well, because of the trade in 99, they had back-to-back picks in 2000. So we also checked in Ricky Williams. That is the correct answer. Points all around. Uh, buttload of picks for Ricky Williams. Still not as bad as the Herschel Walker trade. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Matt, if you want to do your lovely voice, this is your this is your time to shine. After the tailgate, uh, thirty to thirty, teams knotted up, throwing a perfect game. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon. If you'd be interested in supporting us financially, your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. The first quarter, which will be, of course, pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one in pre and post game. This three-time American League Manager of the Year who won the award with three different teams is also a member of the NFL All-Decade Team for the 2000s, being selected to the Hall of Fame in 2014. We're checked in. Council of Eric's have checked in. The call is coming from inside the house on the landline. You guys can talk it out. This is really tough. Um, Okay, so I know that LaRusso won it with the White Sox and the A's, but I don't think he was with another American League team. Yeah, I couldn't get three with him. That's why I was that's why I asked. I didn't know. Lou Pinella won it with Seattle. Did he win with anybody else? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I know something I have an idea of something connecting with that, but I mean I'm I don't even know if it could be like Lou Pinella, Danian Tomlinson. But I don't know when he made it to the Hall of Fame. I'm just thinking of somebody who might have been on that 2000s all-decade team. Did, did Frank Kona win it anywhere else besides what, Cleveland and Boston? Uh, I don't know. Man. Oh, Buck Showalter, I bet, did it. He bounced around. Okay. Okay, who would have been? Walter works really well. What's his Walter, name? Walter Jones. I, I was trying to think. I'd use an offensive lineman. Yeah, that's it. If if Buckshaw Walter, that at least fits, I think that okay. seems better. Let's let's do that. Buckshaw Walter Jones. Council of Eric's. Was it the same, or do we have a difference for the first time? We had this same exact conversation in our chat. 
<laughs> like literally that exact same lineup of yeah terry francona then we had Larusa, and then we had who else there was other joe tory finally eric said show walter and then he gave me the three teams he coached i'm like that makes sense walter jones so we went with buck show walter jones Correct answer is Buck Showalter Jones. Uh, Showalter actually won his three manager of the year awards exactly 10 years apart in 1994, 2004, and 2014. Question two in pre and post game. This Hall of Fame outfielder finished his illustrious yet tragic career with exactly 3,000 hits and is the only player in NBA history to score more points in the playoffs than during the regular season when he did so in 2003. Let's go with that, Mason. It, it fits. Okay. I didn't have anything better, so we'll go ahead and check in. The call is coming from inside the house on the landline. Has checked in. Council of Eric's. Let's put your uh, Eric brains together and figure this one out. So the first half is one is definitely Roberto Clemente. Okay. It's 100%. That's a odd factoid that he ended his career on. And it fits the tragic outfielder. Okay. Um, clue. So, O three playoffs. O three playoffs would have been Tayshawn Prince's rookie year. So was he hurt to start? Or the just? Year? I don't think. He, I don't know if he was so much hurt as he was just not playing. I mean, not starting, not getting a lot of minutes as a rookie. And then he got more minutes in in the playoffs. He he may have you know shown he could do it type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I say. Let's just go with uh, Roberto Clemente, Sean Prince. Sound right? Yep. All right. Mason and Dan, inside the house, landline, whatever you are, what'd you guys come up with? Yeah, so uh, Dan had Roberto Clemente right off the bat. I agreed with him on that. And the only basketball player I could come up with around that time that connected was Tayshawn Prince. And Dan was okay with it. I have no idea if that's even right, but we went with the exact same thing, Roberto Clemente, Sean Prince. Once again, both teams will be receiving points. The correct answer is Roberto Clemente Sean Prince. Prince scored 141 points during the playoffs, which was four more than he did during the entire regular season. And Eric, you alluded to it. He just didn't get a lot of minutes as a rookie and stepped up during the playoffs. Question three in pre and post game. During his freshman season at the University of Georgia, he became the first running back since Herschel Walker to rush for over 100 yards in five consecutive games and also became the first Denver Bronco to record over 1,000 rushing and 500 receiving yards in the same season. I, I bet that's it. I was about to send that to you. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Check in. On the landline, has checked in. Council Barracks, talk it out. Other Eric sent me. No Sean Moreno. That's the name I couldn't come up with that had a good freshman year. The other, only other name I could think of was Gurley. Is this going to be no Sean Moreno, no Sean Moreno? Sean Moreno, Sean Moreno. Okay. Okay. Because I can't. Because <laughs> it, it might where he went to Georgia. That's it. That's the. I hope it's this because. Other than that, I got. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. That, that... Uh. He went to Georgia, right? Tell me I'm right. Yes, yes, definitely. And had to, I remember him having a good freshman year too. Yeah, I I like it. All right, let's go with let's go with it. No Sean Moreno, Sean Moreno. Uh on the landline, what'd you guys come up with? You said Georgia running backs, and it's gonna be post Herschel Walker. 
and I don't know why, but Noshan Moreno was one of the first ones that jumped to my mind. And then I heard you saying Denver. I'm like, wait, wait, Noshan Moreno was at Denver too. Oh, yes, it worked. So we went with Noshan Moreno, Sean Moreno. Yep, you guys figured it out. The correct answer is no Sean Moraine, no Sean Moreno. All right, question four in pre and post game. This current major league player has won a rookie of the year, a Cy Young Award, and an MVP award, and has only played 21 games during his three year NFL career due to various injuries. I don't have anything better for that. So I'm I'm good with that if you want. All right, we'll check in. Okay, the call is coming from inside the house on the landline. Has checked in, Council of Eric's. Let's hear it. Okay, so two names popping into my head for the pitcher: Blake Snell and Clayton Kershaw. I don't think either of them won Rookie of the Year. I can't think of many pitchers that did. Max Scherzer, um, Justin Verlander. All right, maybe if we went from the other way, or Zach Greinke. Um, okay. Because I mean, I feel like we're we're we can just throw a bunch of names yeah, that we might think we can make one of those fit. <laughs> so NFL player, twenty-one games in three years, so that would be averaging seven games a year. Various injuries. I, I mean, that's just so so vague. Um, Game theorying it here that it would have to be someone relatively big coming out of the draft, right? Yeah, three years ago. It might not necessarily been three years ago too. So. I don't know. I don't know. Based on just the information given there, I don't have anything to grab onto. Um, I mean, there's D Milliner from the Jets played about three or four years and was just injured the entire time. Does that work with any pitchers? No. Go Justin Verlander, Monty Dawson. <laughs> I like it. Justin Verlander, Monty Dawson. It's so not right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Calls coming from inside the house. What'd you come up with? Okay, so I went off of uh the, the pitcher on this, and Verlander did win the rookie of the year, and he won the triple crown in 2011. So he definitely fit. So I said to Mason, Verlander fits the first part, and I'm almost useless in the current NFL, though. So I let Mason take it from there. And I had to think back to the 2018 draft because I assumed by a three-year career it meant that he's still playing. I kind of went off of that. And uh, there's a particular player that I thought he played more than 21 games. I know he was hurt a lot. And so I remember Derwin James was drafted right around there, and he's been hurt for a season, maybe two seasons. So uh, we checked in with Justin Verlander-Derwin James. For the first time in the game. Only one team will be receiving points. Yes. The Dermonte Dawson team. The correct answer is Justin Verland, Derwin James. And yes, he has only played in 21 games, Mason, which is kind of surprising given, you know, yeah. his season and how good he was. Yeah. So I remembered his rookie season. He, I thought he was there for most of the game. I think he played like 15 and then, but he has missed most of the last two. Okay. All right. Question number five in pre and post game. He resigned from his position as a head coach in the Big East in 2019 and was named Sportswoman of the Year in 2010. That's exactly what I thought, Eric. If you're good with that, I'm good with it. Yep, good with it. All right, we're checked in. Council of Eric's have checked in. 
The call's coming from inside the house on the landline. Talk it out. Who were coaches in the Big East recently? I'm trying to think. Well, it's all the it's all the Catholic schools. Right. Um, when did or did Chris Mullen leave St. John's? I don't know the answer to that. I actually didn't even know he was there. Yeah, he was. He was. I don't know if he's still there or not, but like I said, it has to be a big enough name to fit into this. And I don't know how many Big East coaches are everyday names, you know? 2010 is going to be an Olympic year, right? For winner, yes. Someone named, someone named Lynn? Or Linda? I mean, who else could that be? Um, Wait, what about Lindsey Vaughn? Mm, that could be. I don't hate that. That's the right time, right? I don't hate that. I mean, that's that's all that's all riding on Chris Mullen being the right answer for the for the first part. But like I said, it, it's got to be someone who we know, or else this wouldn't work, you know. Yeah, like I said, 2010 is a Winter Olympic year. That would make sense. Let's do it. Let's do Chris Mullen Z Vaughn. We'll check that in. Council of Eric's. What was your answer? Eric also uh, came up with um, the coach first, and then I was going through. We had a discussion on whether or not 2010 was, was trying to think is it a world cup year or an olympic year okay no it was a winter olympic year so who are some winter olympians we can think of and Lindsay vaughn fit so chris Lindsay vaughn both teams checking in with chris Lindsay vaughn and both teams are correct chris Lindsay vaughn nice job good pull there mason yes mason good job all right so after the first quarter the Council of Eric's have 110 points, and the call is coming from inside the house has 130. Today's second quarter will be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. This round does have a theme. Every question will involve a March Madness tournament upset. I will provide you the year and the team or teams that suffered defeat. All you need to do is tell me what school won the game. Question one, David. 2013, Georgetown and San Diego State. And Goliath, 1989, Stanford. We're checked in. All right. Council of Eric's has checked in. Calls coming from inside the house. You guys can talk it out. I was running a uh, um, a pick'em in 89 that I, that I won. Um, wow, of course. I can get there on this one. Unless you know that first one. I mean, do you know the Georgetown San Diego State one? I can't even think of that one off the top of my head. I'm thinking about it. I mean, I, I obviously watched it. I'm just trying to remember what team that was. The Stanford one was a small school from out east. Northeast. Well, that doesn't really narrow it down. There's a lot of yeah. small schools out east. Um, I'm trying to think because I I know the 
I'm pretty sure I know the seed for 2013. I'm just trying to think of who that was. Okay. Because um, I'm pretty sure Georgetown was a two seed. And I'm trying to think of the 215 upsets. I might be wrong about that, but. That would have been around the time. That would have been around the time for them to have had a high seed like that. That's uh, oh, 13, oh, 2013. That's, oh, that's the, that, um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Was that Georgetown? Was Georgetown they beat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I for some yeah. I had them in my head, but I didn't think it was Georgetown they beat first round. But they would have been a 15 seed. They went to the Sweet 16 for sure. Okay. Well, that would make sense. And they'd have been a 15. Okay. So do you have anything on Goliath though? Oh man. Um I don't. I it's gonna hit me hard when I when I hear it, but I don't I don't have it. Okay, so we'll just go with Florida Gulf Coast for David. Yeah. Okay, we'll check in with that. Okay, the call's coming from inside the house. Checked in with the David answer of Florida Gulf Coast. Council of Eric's, uh, let me know if it was David or Goliath and what your answer was. So we went with the Goliath. And Dan, you were close. You were getting there. Um, actually, right out in, uh, I believe, Scott's backyard there. Oh, it's Sienna. Um, Dang it. I'm sorry. Stanford lost to Sienna, so we checked in with Sienna. That is a top three seed for you, Dan. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's about uh, 15 minutes from me. Uh, The answers are David is for the Gulf Coast. They were a 15 seed. And in 1989, Sienna was a 14 seed. So points all around. Sorry, Mason. It's all good. I wasn't going to get it, so... Question two, David, 2005, Syracuse, Goliath, 2005, Kansas. I don't really have anything on either one, so. All right. Trust you. Let's check in. Let's check in. The call's coming from inside the house on the landline. It's checked in. Council of Eric's. Let's see if you know your 2005 upsets. Syracuse was 100% Vermont. Without, without a okay. doubt. Um, the cat amounts for that amount matter. Um, and then you see. So I, yeah, 05 was around the time where I moved up here uh, around then. And there was a running joke about them losing to higher seated teams. The names start with a B. Um, okay. The- and that's about as much. I mean, the context clues are there. It's that name sounds right, but I'm not Bradley. I thought had a win, but I don't think that was against Kansas. And they would have been better on them. Right. And then I thought they're a Bucknell also had a big win, which Kansas seems more. It triggers my memory a little better. Yeah. I think that I, it, that name, when you said Bucknell sounds right, I'm sure my neighbors are, if they listen to this will be, punching their <laughs> respective radios going can't you and it's it's yeah as for as much as i love upsets i hate them at the same time because when they're like kansas getting kicked in the first round it just destroys your bracket so it's fun it's fun <laughs> and sucks at the same time so um if you if you're good with it i'm good with it let's let's gamble yeah let's do it yep buck now all right thank you council barracks checking in with the goliath answer of Bucknell. Call coming from inside the house. 
what was your answer? I was more sure about the uh, Goliath than I was about the David on this one. And I was really glad to hear them talk it out because I was thinking it was, I think it was Bucknell and I couldn't think of the other one. So we went with Bucknell for Goliath. All right. So both teams have checked in with the Goliath answer of Bucknell. Eric, it's funny that you mentioned how like you hate upsets because it messes up your bracket. Um, I, I did a bracket for this year. It was my junior year of high school. Um, 75 entries. I was the only person that picked Vermont and Bucknell to win in the first round and they both won and I made out like a bandit uh, and I was like two games away from a perfect bracket. But of course, Illinois had to beat Arizona in the final four because Hassan Adams was an idiot and shot a three from half court. Uh, anyways, yeah, the correct answers are uh, Vermont Catamounts beat Syracuse. Uh, Vermont was a 13 seed and then the 14 seeded Bucknell defeated Kansas. So points all around. All right, question three in David versus Goliath. David, 2006, Michigan State, North Carolina, Wichita State, Yukon. And question three, Goliath, 1993, Arizona. Yeah, we can check in. Paul is coming from inside the house on the landline. Has checked in. Council of Eric's talk it out. So... I mean, the first one's got to be George Mason. Mason that would have put him in the final four. Right. All right. Ninety-three. Is is that is that the Steve Nash year? Santa yeah. Clara. Um. How? What year was Nash when? Jeez. Oh, oh remember? God. Because he was just like that ninety. 90 what 596 draft yeah so i i think it would have to be because i know santa santa clara beat arizona when nash was with him but i at least i think they had they had an upset and at 93 seems to add up yeah yeah i remember that i remember but i was 12 and locked into baseball I was the opposite. I was 12 and locked into the, like anytime this would, I would be doing my math homework, watching the tournament on my, I was, I was sick that day. Um, I mean, you want to go for the sure thing or do you want to gamble again? Oh, let's gamble. I, lo- I like it. All right. We're going to check in with Santa Clara. All right. Council of Eric's is checking in the Goliath answer. I presume with Santa Clara. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and uh no Santa Clara made a final four run in 2006 on the landline what do you come <laughs> up with Steve Nash came back uh, you guys don't have to gamble all the time you know right you don't have to this is this was a I, I don't know why it took me so long to remember this this was a uh, a banner game for me I was watching in college and I was actually really paying attention to this tournament and uh, it was one of those fifteen-two matchups that it was one of the one of the first ones that that really hit, and uh, everyone was talking about it. It was it was Steve Nash's Santa Clara for the Goliath. Both teams checking in with Santa Clara for the Goliath, and for both teams, the gamble paid off. Uh, Dan, it wasn't a gamble. Correct there. Uh, it was for one team. 
Uh, Santa Clara was a 15 seed. Uh, George Mason, of course, was an 11 seed that ran all the way to the final four. Question number four, David, 1999, North Carolina. Goliath, 1995, Michigan State. All right, Eric, we'll check in. All right, the Council of Eric's has checked in. The call's coming from inside the house. Talk it out. I have a vague recollection of the 99 one. And I have a somewhat better of the 95 one. That, that was my senior year of college. And I was, again, I was paying attention. Uh, what an old man. I know. I'm, I'm old. Mason, I think these both might be the same answer. I mean, I wouldn't put that past Scott. So, I think it's I think it's I think it's Weber State for both of them. So, can we check in with both and get seventy points? I think we should try. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just one answer, I I just, I just need I, I, I need a, a David or a Goliath, okay. please. We can't we can't just say the name and. I, I think it is. I think I think it's the hey, same I'm, one. I'm fine with it. I don't recall either of them. So let's let's go with let's go with the Goliath for uh, Weaver State. Okay, the calls coming from inside the house is checked in with the Goliath specifically. Only the Goliath with Weaver State Council of Eric's. What was your answer? So I've I did this before. So I have precedent on this. So that's what made me think it was the same. So we also checked in with the Goliath and Weber State. Yep, you guys are onto it. Uh, both answers are the same. The uh, David is Weber State, and the Goliath is Weber State. And even better, they were 14 seeded both times that they scored these upsets here. And uh, Damon Lillard is not mad about this question. I think they also upset Villanova at some point. Hey, next question. Yeah, right. No. They're all Weaver State. No more Weaver State. Yeah, right. I really, I don't think Scott would put a Villanova upset on here. For a David, maybe. Yeah. Because he knew you wouldn't take that one. That's fair. <laughs> all right. Question five, David, 2018, Miami, Tennessee, Nevada, and Kansas State. Question five, Goliath, 1996, defending champion UCLA. Eric, we can check in. Council of Eric's has checked in. The call's coming from inside the house on the landline. You guys can talk it out. Well, at least I know one of these for sure. Um, I know the Goliath. So Okay, well, good, because I only know the David, so that's fine. Okay. Um, David's uh, Loyola, though, right? That's Yep. Sister Mary. Yep. She gave up losing for Lent. That was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Episode title. That, that that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, I asked is. her what she gave up for Lent. She said losing. Um, but uh, ninety six. I get you. You hit my you hit my wheelhouse of uh, of NCAA tournaments here. Um, that was that was um, that was the rise of the Princeton backdoor. That was. <laughs> There's an episode title. There's an episode. Is that in the, is that in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I, 
Um, but it, it's it's Princeton for Goliath. All right. The call's coming from inside the house on the landline. Is checked in the Goliath with Princeton. The Princeton back door. The, sorry, with the Princeton back door. The Council of Eric's, uh, what'd you come up with? And please, no uh, porn titles. No, this is a much more wholesome story. Um, I was at the, the, that year, the first round, or one of the first rounds games was in Dallas. And my dad and I went to the games together. And that was um, the Walter McCarty, Kentucky was there. The Keith Van Horn, Utah was there. Uh, and a guy two rows in front of us had a little handheld TV with a big rabbit ear on it. And there were about 20 people gathered around him as he was like, guys, guys, UCLA is about to lose. And we watched on a screen that was probably about the size of me on the Zoom chat right now uh, while that Princeton backdoor cut. And yep, I, I remember that vividly. That would be, a, that's Princeton for the Goliath. And that was a great story too. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, yeah, both teams are correct. It's uh, <laughs> Princeton in 1996, uh, 13 seed knocking off the defending champs and uh, Mason and Dan said as well, uh, Loyola Chicago, the 11 seed in 2018. All I heard him say was that he watched the Princeton back door on a small screen with his dad. <laughs> That's what I heard. You know what? You got to use those rabbit ears with that bad reception. It makes sense. I guess they hear what you want to, don't you, Dan? I, I heard what I heard. <laughs> so after the second quarter, we've had a lead change here. Uh, calls coming from inside the house with 350 and the council of Eric's with 360. Still anyone's game. I, well, I sent Eric Walling one. I'm like, I, I hope he does chop and state. And so many, I had, uh, I had, <laughs> I had the Lehigh one, but Marcus and I now together hate CJ McCollum. So I took that one out. Because... Maryland, Baltimore County. <laughs> what is Maryland, Baltimore County? The, the Beagles. Retrievers. The Retrievers. Right. Thank you. Wait, the Airbuds? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Airbud, it's now time for the halftime show. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Question one We all remember Hamilton Porter from The Sandlot. But what is the name of the soccer movie he starred in? We can check in. Council of Eric's is checked yep. in. Mason and Dan. Mason, it looks like you might know a halftime question, so I'm going to throw it right to you. I think Dan and I are having deja vu because I remember the last time we teamed up, I think we talked about this movie and that the kid who played Hamilton Porter was the guy on the cover. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I remember talking about it. You remember the name? Of, you don't remember the name of the movie? Uh, it's it's I, okay. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I know we talked about it, and you're like, oh, that's the guy that played Hamilton. Porter. You want me to let you figure it out, or you want me to just jump in and tell you what it is? You can tell me. Okay, it's the big green. Ah, uh, yep. Now it rings a bell. All right. The call's coming from inside the house. It's checked in with the big green. Council of Eric's, it took you all of about a nanosecond to check in. So what was your answer? Yeah, you know, everyone's favorite movie about an English woman moving to rural Texas to teach a bunch of middle schoolers how to play soccer. Uh, big green. Both teams receiving points. The answer is the big green. Uh, the actor, Patrick Renna, has appeared in many TV shows. His most recent role being in 2018 on Glow, where he played a character named Cupcake. So 
Yeah. Hamilton Porter to he goes Hamilton from Hamilton Porter to day. Cupcake. That that's <laughs> how his career is. is he was also RIP to Glow, by the way. Yeah, seriously. He was also in some awesome uh Sobe uh beverage commercials in the mid 2000s R.I.P. to Sobe. <laughs> I can't name other things that are defunct. Oh, wait. Yeah. Eric, Circuit City. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two in halftime. Speaking of things that are no longer around, what was the name of the short-lived juice drink endorsed by Scottie Pippen in the mid-90s? All right, we're, we're checked in. So if Eric's has checked in, calls coming from inside the house. How much uh, juice did you drink in the mid-90s? I, I, I don't think that this was released in the Twin Cities when I was there. I think the closest it got was Chicago, but I remember people talking about it. Um, And it like, rhymed with his name i think it's i think it's zipping i think it's pippin zipping so I, th- I think it's i think the juice is called zipping z-i-p-p-i-n sure that's better than anything i got so i'm fine with it but i never saw the commercial but i i, I remember scotty pippin having this juice drink that uh, all my friends that had been around and were talking about so let's let's go with zipping okay the calls coming from inside the house is checked in with Zippin. Council of Eric's. How much do you know about your mid nineties soft drinks? It was almost the same conversation. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it rhymed with Pippin. Um, in my head, I was going through Sippin, and then finally, I'm like, no, it's Zippin with Pippin. So we went with Zippin. Yeah, if you haven't seen the commercial, I, I <laughs> you should check it out. It's obnoxious and it's ridiculous, but. That's the thing I remember most was the jingle was uh, Scotty Pippen drink Zippin. The correct answer is Zippin. How bad did he get ripped on by by Michael Jordan, who had the Gatorade? <laughs> He's got a juice box that lasted like three months. He just comes in the locker room with a juice box, slips it all slow. And what's worse is that he didn't get the endorsement until Jordan retired. And then they're like, you know what? We'll give Scotty a drink. Jordan's not around right now. That might be what brought him back to the Bulls, really. <laughs> no, we can't have this. <laughs> no. I got to do something about this. All right, let's move on to something that has nothing to do with juice. Well, actually, maybe a different kind of juice. Uh, question number three. John Voight plays the fictional coach Bud Kilmer in what 1999 film, which just happens to be one of my all-time favorites? Lock in. Well, no, we check in here, Eric. You should know that. It's the OT. Okay. Check, check. You're on the OT show. You don't know how we check in? Matt. I don't ever get to check Matt. in. This is. New co-host. It sounds like a game show time. now. It Who wants to be a, a co-host? Yeah, guys down. <laughs> All right. Council of Eric's is checked in. Can you make sure you talk about that on the, uh, the oh, OT we're episode? it up. Yep. It's happening. <laughs> Also, do a live watch of the Zipping commercial on the OT as well, please. Yes. Uh, Mason and Dan, you guys can talk it out. I think I want to be on that episode, if possible. Um, uh, do you know this one, Mason? Yeah, I think I'm having another deja vu moment because I'm pretty sure we had a question about John Voight or maybe this movie at some point. I think it's Varsity Blues, isn't it? It is Varsity Blues. 
Okay, well, it's my partner here. Hey, I, I've I've seen Varsity Blues, so at least I can recognize that. Um, we'll go. Kids in quarantine for two seconds, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's a movie. <laughs> I mean, least... not, it's only because I remember both of these happening at some point throughout this podcast that sports they were movies that take place in Texas. He knows those. He's got those. All right. Nailed. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we'll call. go ahead and check in with Varsity Blues. The call is coming from inside the house on the landline. Is checked in with Varsity Blues. Council of Eric's. Um, if you want to, you know, take a second before you answer, it's fine. But since you didn't, what'd you come up with? As a kid growing up in Texas, in a senior in high school in 1999, when Varsity Blues came out, it was a, it was required for you to graduate high school that you watch this movie. So yeah, it's locked in. <laughs> Excuse me, not locked in. Part two. <laughs> well, checked in. That's two strikes. You, cut that. you can cut it's, that. It's good to cut know that. that there's some sort of requirement cut to graduate from Texas. So that's, I, I wasn't sure that there was. Yeah. That was it. That's actually the only thing you had to do to graduate. Oh, man. I love this movie so much. Uh, the correct answer is Varsity Blues. It's points all around. Question four in halftime. What athlete appeared in the music video for Michael Jackson's Remember the Time? Dan, I may give out bonus points if you sing it. We can check in, Eric. Wow, Council of Eric's checking in. Michael Jackson trivia. <laughs> Got this. Paul's coming from inside the house. Talk it out. I barely remember this. Do you know this one, Mason? I feel like I vaguely remember this song, but I don't have any context on the the video. Yeah, Dan, do you remember the song? I, I don't do remember, remember the, the time. No, I do not. <laughs> okay. I vaguely remember there being a pretty star-studded one and by star-studded i'm putting those in quotation marks because i think eddie murphy was the big star (laughs) hey 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 they they had a couple of collaborations in the 90s so um think i think it's magic johnson i think Okay. If uh, it's the video I'm remembering, it like I think it takes place in like ancient Egypt or something like that. This does not surprise me. Um, I might be way off on this, and in which case I'm going to fix it in post. But I, I got nothing better. I think it's Magic Johnson. If that is, if it's the video I'm thinking of, it. It, I think it's Magic Johnson. So Magic Johnson and Michael Jackson in ancient Egypt. Got it. Make, with makes, Eddie Murphy. Total, with Eddie Murphy. It makes total sense. I agree with you. Sure, go for it. And if it wasn't, then I just sold a, I just sold a, uh, an idea for a video. He's dead. Whoa, he Magic, no, no, he's he's good. Michael. Eddie Murphy. Spoilers. Eddie Murphy's career is dead. He, he met Charlie Murphy. Hey. R.I.P. Eddie Murphy's career. It ended at no. Party All the Coming Time. Coming to America too. Coming to America too, baby. Mark I stand by. I stand I by my statement. That, what, right, that well, Dolomite movie he did was phenomenal. It's a great movie. Yes. Norbit. about me, Dave. Norbit. Listen, Byron. Byron. Byron agrees with me. He's listening to this right now, Byron. Norbit. It's all about Pluto Nash, baby. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll check in with Magic Johnson. All right. 
The calls coming from inside the house on the landline is checked in with Magic Johnson, something about ancient Egypt. Council of Eric's, what'd you come up with? Uh, Ede, it seems like you were on top of this one. Yes, um, I'm actually a, a big Michael Jackson fan, so any Michael Jackson trivia you probably throw my way, I'll immediately get it. Um, Dan, you're right on. I don't know if it's Egypt, but you know, ancient whatever. <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy was there. Uh, I don't remember the the woman's name, but um, supermodel Iman. There you go, and uh, Irvin Magic Johnson. So we checked in with Magic. I'm so glad that yeah. that was right because I was I was worried I had made that up. And I didn't know where it had come from. Really, a uh, really cool music video when you're a five-year-old, like I was the first time I saw it. Um, like, like Dan said, really star-studded. So the correct answer is Magic Johnson. They had, some, they had some cool effects in it. There was some, yeah, like when he does, he spins in the dust. and yeah, he's like, like gone. faces blending or something blending into each other that was fairly uh, revolutionary that's in black or white man that's that's close black and white. that's black and white. it's black it's <laughs> same white thing. it's around the same time sure same album same album there i'll give you that it's a dangerous album white come on question number five what two nba teams were playing when the live broadcast was interrupted by coverage of the oj simpson chase yeah let's check in okay and an unprecedented move the calls coming from inside the house is checked in first in this round. Council of Eric's, you guys can talk it out. Well, Rockets is definitely one. This was in '94, um, and it wouldn't have. So, so the Rockets beat the Magic in '95, and they beat the Knicks in '94. So it has to be Rockets Knicks. Okay. Yep. So we're checked in with the Rockets and the Knicks. Council of Eric's is checked in with the Rockets in the Knicks. I'll throw it over to the member of the other team that was actually alive. Uh, Dan, what'd you guys come up with? You know, rumor has it I wrote an entire show based on uh, 30 for 30 movies. And this was one of them. Um, and it was the Rockets and the Knicks. Both teams getting points. It was the Rockets and the Knicks. And I don't have any flavor text, but if anyone wants to tell me where they were during the chase, that's a cool story. I was in a bowling alley. Was Allen Iverson there? Beating people? <laughs> he was not. I was not in Hampton, Virginia. Call back to that episode again. That's right. That was a basic training. I was. Wait, you were in the Mason, army? Where were you? Uh... <laughs> so let's just stop. Yeah, actually. I, don't <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, I don't we don't, don't want to know. talk about Mackie. I was going to say, I don't want to mention Mackie. I don't want to bring him up. So Barry White is now playing in my mind. Well, I do remember very specifically that uh, we were, because, uh, you know, we were, for the first month or so of basic training, you have zero outside, you know, nothing from the outside world actually gets to you. So once we are there for like a month or six weeks or seven weeks or something, you can go to a, a store, the Post Exchange. And we walked in, and I remember a buddy of mine showing me a Sports Illustrated with the front of it with OJ and the chase. And I was like, what? Or a newspaper or something. Like, what in the world is going on? I to read it real quick. I'm like, totally confused months after it happened. I was in, I know, I remember very well being in this bowling alley because all of the sudden, like all of the screens mm -hmm. that you keep score oh. on all have even the oh, scores in the finals game. Even the score screens had What's it? that? That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. They, they they put them on. They put it on everywhere. Uh, I was I, everyone. Everyone stop. Everyone would stop. Crazy bowling at that point. You know, I was grounded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after the halftime, uh, still a close game here. The call is coming from within the house has four hundred and fifty points, and the council of Eric's have four hundred and sixty. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter will be pick and roll. Set up just right. 10-point march. Pick and roll. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the 10 items. If the team does not correctly identify all 10 items, the other team can attempt to finish this list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. So now we got to be, ah, oh man. Now we have to be careful how many of these we get. I mean, this is. All right. Why don't I give you the, uh, the three <laughs> list here for pick and roll. And due to the 10 point deficit, the calls coming from inside the house, we'll have the first selection here. And your three lists are the top 10 leaders in receiving yards during the 2020 NFL regular season, the top 10 players with the most hits for the New York Mets during the 2000s, and made specifically for Eric, the top 10 scorers in WNBA history. (laughs) Dan, you can let us know what you're thinking. Good thing we don't have to go first, because I would have snagged that WNBA one up. (laughs) <laughs> what does he say in uh dodgeball a lot of who no what is uh the uh the goofball commentator it's a bold strategy cotton <laughs> see if it pays off <laughs> yeah i mean wait did mason just complete that line holy cow i know what, 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 i've what seen is, dodgeball what is the world times. coming to i Calm mean down. i'm watching listen. movies now He's Calm seen down. Varsity Blues. He's good in my book. So. Oh, my God. I've seen Dodgeball multiple times. Thank you very much. Well, as a as a person who's ne- never been to high school in Texas, I would like to officially announce that Mason has graduated high school in Texas. So congratulations, bud. <laughs> wow. Now I have two diplomas. Mail, <laughs> mail, a, mail a picture of the screen from the credits of Varsity Blues. That's the yeah, point. It's got to be the credits, not the, uh, you know, the, the strip club scene. You don't, have to write like a, you don't have to write like a paper on it. And when yeah. I say paper, like a three by yeah. five card. You have to write yeah. a paper that says, I watched this movie. It doesn't yeah. have to be spelled right. Write, write down a couple of your favorite quotes from the movie and you'll, you'll be good. M-O-O-V-E-E. <laughs> and our Texas listeners are done. <laughs> It's okay, guys. I'm a Texan. I can and I mean, well, Tweeta drank beer because, well, Tweeta drinks beer. I got my cat scanned. <laughs> sure, Mason. I, I mean, I'm, none of these are great for me, so. Okay. 
So you want to go with that one? Yeah. All right. Well, our selection is going to be the top 10 leaders in receiving yards during the 2020 NFL regular season. All right. Have at it. Probably a solid choice seeing as you're facing the uh, fantasy football champion on the other side. So yeah. Asterisk. And Matt. <laughs> you can keep saying that all you want. It doesn't make a difference to me. I made a I made a wise choice. Walling, you got keep your on phone there. on you right now? I, I I don't I don't remember seeing a five star review on iTunes from you. So get on that. He doesn't even know that we check in, so I, I don't know why. <laughs> I have him on there. Dan, you know I have you him do? on there. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. All right, we are ready to check in. All right, the call is coming from inside the house on the landline. is checked in, so go ahead and slowly, please, reveal your list to me. All right, so we have Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, LSU's own Justin Jefferson. Minnesota's own Justin Jefferson. Oh, that's fine, too. Uh, Devontae Adams, Scott and Marcus's boy, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, and DJ Moore. So the call is coming from inside the house on the landline, has correctly identified nine out of the players on the list so it might come back to bite us it, it might it might um you might have wanted should probably should have went with like plasco burris or you know someone like that uh, the minnesota timberwolves yeah that gives uh the council of eric's a shot to grab the last one but before that let me just uh, go down the list uh stefan diggs damn right number one 1535 travis kelsey number two with uh 1416 DeAndre Hopkins, number three, 1407. Justin Jefferson, uh, LSU's own, Minnesota's own, with an even 1400. Then Calvin Ridley with 1,374. Also with 1,374, Devontae Adams. We'll just move on. Number seven, Marcus's son, DK Metcalf, 1,303. <laughs> number eight, Tyreek Hill, 1276. Number nine, Allen Robinson, 1,250, meaning number 10 is available for the Council of Eric's. I mean, we have it. Take it away. It's, of course uh, you do. It's, it's, um, it's a tight end, first of all, so why wouldn't I have it? We're going to go with uh, Darren Waller. With 1,196 yards, Darren Waller is correct. Nice job, gentlemen. He was on my short list. Him and Terry McLaurin were up there, and I couldn't. I just picked Moore and Robinson out of that group that I had. Yeah, all in the top 15. So now list number two will go to the Council of Eric's, and they can choose between the top 10 players with the most hits for the Mets during the 2000s or the one I hope they choose, the top 10 scorers in WNBA history. So we're going to go with, uh, shockingly, was it the – I don't even know what it is, the Mets? Yeah. <laughs> top 10 players with most hits for the New York Mets. During the 2000s. All right. Good luck. <laughs> I think that's 10, Eric. Yeah, I'm good with I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're getting any. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are ready to check in. All right. The Council of Eric's has checked in. So go ahead and read off your list. Oh, boy. Um, we have Wright, Reyes, Murphy, Beltran, 
Confort. I don't even. I don't even know who that is. Go ahead, Eric. Say that one. Conforto. There you go. Granderson, Flores, Delgado, and Floyd. I I said the two. Th- okay, fair enough. They named players. That I don't even know if they were on the Mets, but <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> the council. Of- yeah, no, they did. The council. I think all of them did. Has correctly identified five items from the list. Uh, number one, David Wright, 983 hits. Number two, Jose Reyes, 960. Number four, Carlos Beltran, 720. Then there's a drop off. Number five, Carlos Delgado with 468 hits. And number six, Cliff Floyd with 440 hits. Okay, so Mason, they didn't say Piazza, did they? That's the one I had. Well, that's one of the first ones I had. Okay, so they only got five. Yep. So our best thing is to try and get as many as we can here. Yep, because I unfortunately got nine on the first one. So Piazza for sure, right? Yeah, it's got to be. How about Roberto Alomar? How long was he there? I mean, I know he was there. He was there three, four years, and he probably got 90 hits per year. So Probably enough to sneak on. Yeah. Okay. Mike Cameron was there for a while in the 90s. the, I mean, in the trivia, the, the trivia guy, not my, or? not my teammate, but okay. another. Okay. He was there. Um, I don't know how long he was there. A few years. We need, what do we need? Two more or one more? Two more. We have Piazza Alomar Cameron. Oh, man, I'm having a hard time remembering who else was on those teams. Yeah. This is where I'm running dry. Mo Vaughn had a cup of coffee there, but I don't think he was there long enough. Um, how about Luis Castillo? I bet he's on there. Okay. I'm fine with that. I have no idea, but I'm going fine with going with that. Running dry here, Mason. Yeah. Like I said, I had about five or six, and most of those are taken already. So, oh, Ray Ordonez, he was around for a while, wasn't he? Sure. Don't know much about him. So, it's a name I remember from them. Um, yeah. Let's go with uh, Piazza, Alomar, Cameron, Castillo, and Ordonez. And of the names listed, on the landline has identified one correct answer in Mike Piazza, third place with 729 hits. So numbers seven through 10 uh, were left on the board. Number seven with 438 hits was Edgardo Alfonso. Number eight with 368 hits, Todd Zeal. Todd Zeal? <laughs> he wasn't around that long. How did he? <laughs> number nine with 312 hits, Jay Payton. And number 10 with 297 hits, Timo Perez. You're not going to who me, are you? No, because I don't have enough money for that. Yeah, I was about to say, I, w- I would have to pay $20. So, so I, don't think I, sa- I don't think I said it. Oh, we had it on our We yeah. had Edgardo yeah. Alfonso on our list. Yeah, no, you guys didn't say it. Uh, so, interest of full disclosure, when you said hits during the 2000s, I thought you meant all of the 2000s. Now. The 21st which century. Is, yeah, which <laughs> Michael Conforto is firmly above. Oh, like yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, that's like 2014 when he st- we started yeah. with them. So, yeah. I'm like, what the hell do you mean he doesn't have that many? And then about the time that we had already answered, I realized, oh, yeah, no, just oh. the 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say, all that you need is like 
four hits a year. Yeah. Well, I, five years and you make this list. Well, that was, uh, we would have said Piazza then too, because I thought I'm like, well, from 2000 to 2020, there's no way he's on that list. Cause he was right. only there for like a handful of two thousands, like maybe five years, but yeah. Enough to get 729 hits and be fourth. Uh, score update, Matt. Sure. Well, we have uh council of Eric's has 520 and the calls coming from inside the house is 550. Right, which means the top 10 scores in WNBA history will be given by the Council of Eric's. Can we swap that out for something else? <laughs> sure, the top 10 assists in WNBA history. <laughs> and what else you got? Keep the, keep the scores. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're ready to check in. All right, the Council of Eric's has checked in, so you guys can go ahead and read off your list. All right, um, Eric, I'll give five, and then you can give the last five. All right. All right. So um, the one that I didn't know how to spell was uh, Tarasi, followed by Thompson, Catchings, Bird, and Jackson. And go ahead, Eric, with the rest. And we had Leslie, Smith, Pondexter, Deladonna, and Griner. You guys cheat every day. <laughs> I, honestly, I can hear you saying every single one of those names. <laughs> The Council of Eric's has correctly identified eight items on the kidding me. Number one all-time score in NBA WNBA history, Diana Taurasi, 8,931 and counting. Uh, they're just most of them are going to be in counting, so I'm not going to keep saying it. But number two, Tina Thompson, 7,488. Number three, Tamika Catchings, 7,380. Number four, Cappy Pondexter, 6,811. Number six, Katie Smith, 6,452. Number seven, Lisa Leslie, 6,263. Number eight, Sue Bird, 6,262. And her longtime teammate, number nine, Lauren Jackson, 6,005. Numbers five and 10 are for the taking. Mason, I crossed seven names off my list as they read them. Yeah. And, and I only had nine. So I guess we've well, got two go. left. I, I know one of them for sure in the initial initialist. And, and I know why you know it. Yes, you do. Because I watched her play. So I'm I'm good with the other one that you threw out at the end as well. All right. So we we're both we're both pretty sure about Simone Augustus, right? Yeah. Yep, she's on there. Again, both of us have uh have still have a, a connection to her. A connection to her. That LSU and zone? Minnesota yes, zone. <laughs> Same with Justin Jefferson. And I think the last one that I, well, the last one we had on the list was um, Dupree. I think it's Candace, but I'm just going to say Dupree. Number 10 on the list, actually tied for ninth with Lauren Jackson with 6,005 points, Minnesota's own Simone Augustus. And number five with 6,728 points is Candace Dupree. Way to get some of those points back there. Honestly, Scott, every single one of those. <laughs> I'm I, I, I could probably, I've, honestly, before this, I would have known maybe three of those names. Four, four. Well, I'll, I'll say four. But until doing this podcast, hearing you, and then once Marcus got on, and I just edited an episode where you guys were talking about WNBA stuff for a while, I'm just like, all right, I got way too much WNBA to my head now. After the third quarter, we have a score of calls coming from in the house inside the house for the 570 
and the Council of Eric's with 600. Good news is I gave you guys a chance to uh, really... Oh, Eric doesn't miss questions. In some the high order. scores here, so... <laughs> it's still anyone's game. It's this. So you're saying there's a chance. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. All right, the categories for today are as follows. Category one, around the horn. Category two, first take. Category three, coast to coast. Category four, the jump. And category five, Mike and Mike. Around the horn is baseball. You guys are going to kill me, but first take is the MLB draft. What? Coast to coast is basketball. The jump is football. And here you go. Mike and Mike is hockey. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. (laughs) Question one in the category around the horn. What 21-gear Veteran is second on the all-time list in double place turned by a third baseman, trailing only Brooks Robinson. We'll go ahead and check, yeah, we'll in. check in. The call's coming from inside the house on the landline. Has checked in. Council of Eric's, talk it out. First name that popped in my head was Kel Ripken. Yeah, same same thing. First name popped in my head was Kel Ripken. Then an A-Rod. That was another one as shortstops that converted. Yeah. Ripken played 21 years. Yeah, and long enough to be probably qualified as a third baseman. How that's that's sort of that I ran into this before. Like, what qualifies? Are you asking a clarifying question? I got. I mean, because I I ran into this before with the the DH we had very many mm-hmm. years ago. So, <laughs> what would qualify somebody a third baseman? Like, if they switched, I mean, so, is that so? Th- this would be double plays turned while they were playing third base. And if that does anything for you guys, Dan and Mason, and you want to uncheck in, that's totally. No, if anything, it makes it more clear. Okay. I don't think, I think that takes them out of it then, right? Yeah, because he would have turned a lot of those at short. Scott Rowland's not long enough. Third baseman's that played forever. Mike Schmidt. Yeah. I don't think he played 21 years. Who's that guy for the Rangers? Well, let's see. Michael Young made his way all the way over. You had Hank Blaylock. You had Steve Buschel. You had Todd Zeal. Um, oh, he's a I'm man. thinking <laughs> like early 2010s. Why can't I? I'm spacing on his name. Oh, oh, Beltre. Beltre. Adrian Beltre. That's it. That's it. Is it? Yeah, it's got to be it. He's played how he's played forever. He was, yeah, he played forever. Yeah. And he just retired two years ago. Yeah. Beltray. All right. You want to go with that? Yep. All right. Check in. Check in. Adrian Beltray. For 100 points. Council of Eric's has checked in with Adrian Beltray for 100 points. Mason and Dan, your answer and wager, please. I, I thought we were going to have a chance to catch them there for a second, but no, they, they came up with it. Adrian Beltray for 90 points. Yeah, I was really hoping they also went with Cal Ripken on that one. The correct answer is Adrian Beltray. Uh, yeah, 21 seasons, uh, kind of a quiet 21 seasons, but he played for four teams, including the Rangers, and was a five-time gold glover. Question number two in the category of first take. 
who holds the distinction of being the first overall selection in the inaugural Major League Baseball draft in 1965. This player ended up with a 19-year career, making two all-star teams and winning a World Series along the way. You want to check that in? Yep. All right, we're checked in. Wow, Council of Eric's has checked in early on a Major League Baseball draft question, so maybe some redemption for me. Uh, on the landline, you guys can talk it out. I don't know what there is to talk out. Yeah. There's a lot of people that made two all-star teams. 19-year career, though. I mean, that's all the way to 84. See, I don't think that there's a way to pull this one unless we just happen to know who the first pick in the inaugural draft was, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be either you know it or you don't. I don't think there's any way we can reason this out with just what we have. So who made it all the way to 84? Um, retired in 84. I know Greg Luzinski retired in 84, but again, I think he probably Diver? had more than two. Diver? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything on this one. I couldn't even muster a guess for anybody that fits that. I I, I mean, do we bring out Mitch Berger or do we, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know where to go with this one, Mason. We can just punt it or you can throw out a a last name and hope for the best. I, I don't know. Let's go. Let's go with, I mean, former white Sox. Great. Let's go with Greg Lazinski. Checking in with, uh, Greg Lazinski for how many points? For 42 points. For Jackie Robinson. All right. And Council of Eric's, what was your astronomically quick answer and wager, please? We were pretty sure about this. He played forever. Uh, we went with Adrian Beltre for zero points. It sucks that you guys checked in so quick. I, I had a hint, and I was like, oh, well, one team checked in, so I'll give them the Oh, hint. come on. Seriously? What was your hint going to be? Uh, ironically, the draft was held on a Tuesday. Oh, Rick It's Monday. Rick Monday. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm. Dan's going to my palace. To help. <laughs> he didn't go to the my palace. He went to the salty palace. <laughs> you can ask Matt. It even says in my script hint if hint available if necessary. And all... that worked, Eric. Pretty funny. It worked. <laughs> uh, neither team receiving points. The correct answer is Rick Monday. Notable players also drafted in that inaugural draft include Johnny Bench, Nolan Ryan, Greg Nettles, and Tom Seaver. Nolan Ryan guy. Man, if only it ever amounted to something that a guy would name his child after. I, I, have, a, I have a son named Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for his loss. <laughs> All right, so after the second question. Uh, Council of Eric's have 700 points and the calls coming from within the house is 618. Still anyone's game. Technically it is. No. That was dirty play Council of Eric's, but I kind of like it. All right. Question three in the category of coast to coast considered one of the most famous plays in NCAA history. Tyus Edney famously went coast to coast in 4.8 seconds to drain a buzzer beater that sent UCLA to the sweet 16. The Bruins eventually won the championship after defeating Arkansas in the finals. But what number eight seed did Edney hit his shot against? Check in. Like it. Eric's has checked in. The call's coming from inside the house on the landline. You guys can talk it out. 
1995. Pretty sure it was Mizzou. Okay. For 90 points. All right. The call's coming from inside the house. Checked in with Mizzou for 90 points. Council of Eric's. I don't know if this is another Adrian Beltre or not, but what was your answer? Major, please. No, this is not another Adrian Beltre. This is Adrian Beltre's favorite Midwestern Division One Big 12 school. Well, now SEC school. Uh, the guy just would have jumped. Maybe Ed Newton didn't make that shot. It's uh, Mizzou for 100 points. And both teams receiving points on this one. The correct answer is Missouri. And then after the third question, Council of Eric's have 800, and the calls within the house is 708. That brings us to question four in the category of the jump. At the 2005 NFL Combine, Safety Gerald Sensbaugh recorded the highest vertical jump in history at 46 inches, a record that still stands today. The very same year, what linebacker recorded the second highest vertical in history at 45 and a half inches? He ended up going undrafted, but still wound up with over 100 career sacks. Um, We're going to go ahead and check in. Okay, the call is coming from inside the house on the landline has checked in. Council of Eric's, uh, you didn't check in right away, so let's uh, hear what your thoughts are. So this one's definitely not Adrian Beltre, right? He did play forever. I can't think of many undrafted pass rushers other than Cameron Wake. And I'm pretty dry on undrafted pass pass rushers too, so... 2005 2005 works. He was at Penn State. Um, He's a linebacker mostly there, though. So, but when he, he played in the CFL for years and just dominated um, and then got his shot. So, yeah, let's do it. I think that's why his sack total is so low. But yeah, let's let's check in with Cameron Wake for 100 points. Council of Eric's checking in with Cameron Wake for 100 points. Calls coming from inside the house. Please give us your answer and wager. Yeah. So, I was trying to think of guys that would have gotten a hundred sacks around that time, or at least started around that time. Um, and I knew that this player was over a hundred and he was around that time. I didn't remember if he was drafted. Um, maybe it might've been the reason why it's because he was undrafted. Maybe the reason why, but um, we also checked in with Cameron wake for 90 points. All right. Both teams checking in with Cameron wake and both teams are receiving points. The answer is Wakezilla. Uh, and Eric, you know, pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Uh, he went to Penn State. He went undrafted, went to the CFL, finally got a shot with Miami and uh, just became a sack master. Uh, he's technically still an active player, although he did not play in this past season after being released by the Titans in March. Question five in the category of Mike and Mike. There have been many successful hockey players named Mike, but which two Mikes had the most points scored all time? If you want to go with that, it's fine. All right, we'll check in. The calls coming from inside the house on the landline has checked in. Council of Eric's, I'm honestly shocked that you haven't checked in, but go ahead and talk it out. So Madonna's definitely one. Yes, well, that's yeah, that's the king easy. of the mics. Yeah, um, Minnesota zone. Uh, Dallas has a claim. Dallas, yeah. No, he was uh, he was in a movie. Um, he was that. Oh, he was with shit. Basil McRae. Yeah, what movie was that? I wish I could remember what movie that was. The one, it had um, District 5 in it. I know that. It was about... It's, I, I know hockey was involved. Um, fat kids. Were there, were there triple deeks? No, that's the Princeton backdoor. 
Mason, you may as well start looking for a Princeton backdoor picture. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what you come up with. All right, so Madano, why can't I'm spacing on another mic other than Bossy? But I don't think Mike Bossy's up there. Scott, do you have a hint? Too late. No, um, we already checked in. Crap, I, I, doesn't work I, that I, way. Ironically, the draft was on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, you know who that is? Mike Rick, Mike. Mon- Rick Monday, <laughs> Joe Friday. <laughs> it's Adrian, like Spanish for Mike. No, that'd be Miguel. Go. Oh, all right. All right. Um, I've seen this list 805 times. I can't find a mic on there. How many mics can you name, Eric, from NHL? There's Madano. Okay. Messier. That's Mark. Okay. <laughs> Delani. If, 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 if his name was Mike Messier, this question would be over. You guys would yeah. have... <laughs> Aruzioni. Yeah, he had funny thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have much of a career. Oh, <laughs> uh, crap. It's there. It's there. I can't. I'm not giving this a buckle in, guys, because I'm not leaving. Um, <laughs> I've already fallen asleep twice, so. This is not hard. <laughs> I mean, I think I got it. I don't I'm think you're helping him, Dan. I'm going through every team in the league in my head, so sorry. Oh, but when I do it. Oh, yeah, when, when Scott and I go through every tight end in the league, we this, we this is this is dead air. This is very easy to cut. Uh, Ron Francis, no, that's not a Mike. Um, Annie <laughs> it was Heatley. Mike Ron. Oh, sh- we're good. It's Mike Gartner. Holy crap! We're checked in with Mike Madonna and Mike Gartner for a hundred points. All I know wow. is he said something about Danny Healy, and then all right, checking in with Mike Madonna and Mike Gartner for one hundred points. Uh, Dan and Mason, your answer and wager, please. Both former North Stars. <laughs> Mike Madano and Mike Gartner for 90 points. Both teams checking in with Mike Madano and Mike Gartner. I thought maybe team would get tripped up by uh, Mike Bossy because he has uh, he is second in the Mike's in goals, but not points. Uh, the correct answers are Mike Madano and Mike Gartner. Points all around. I'm not going to lie. Thanks, I'm really salty right now. <laughs> uh, the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Finishing with a nice 888 is the team of the calls coming from inside the house on the landline. And the winners of today's game and the clipboard captains who are receiving the coveted Matt Moore Award, you're welcome, Kansas City, is the team of Eric and Eric, the Council of Eric's. Did it. Wow. <laughs> you put enough Eric's on a task, they're unbeatable. Just saying. Um, one more yeah. in here, it'd be a perfect game. Oof. I uh, I'll throw it over to you, Eric uh, Walling. Thanks again for uh, you know for coming back on. Thank you for your support uh, on Patreon, and thank you for you know jumping at the opportunity to co-host the OT for us. Uh, that is a Benchwarmers Presents show. If you'd like to give it a listen, you can listen where podcasts are found. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any uh, any last words for you, buddy? Nope. Thanks, guys. Uh, glad to be able to uh, hop on again and play a game. Uh, really excited to be a part of this little shindig with with the OT. I uh, hope you guys are liking it. I'm glad we got some positive feedback for the first ones and looking forward to um, watching Pippin Juice commercials uh, with Dory <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Eid, I gave you hockey questions and I apparently you like the David versus Goliath, so don't be mad at me. No, that was uh, I, I love the hockey question. The fact that I, 
you're, you were right. Mike Bossy almost got me. Uh, it was, I'm like, well, it's not obvious enough. I figured maybe most people, if you don't know who Clark Gillies is, maybe you don't know who Mike Bossy's is, Mike Bossy is, but um, Scott's games always seem to go right in my, right in my wheelhouse. So I put a lot of baseball in. I tried. You put, you, you put a, a Cameron Wake Texas Rangers. In. You put Texas Rangers in. <laughs> okay. You put, yeah. you put Penn State. I wrote this and you game. put hockey. I wrote this game before I knew Eric Walling was playing. Just <laughs> saying. A coincidence. That may yeah. have been a wheelhouse fourth quarter for that. <laughs> Adrian Beltre is a Dodger. I'll, I'll throw it to Mason first because I think Dan has a lot to say. So, Mason, any last words? It was a good game. I think this is like my eighth in a row that I've lost. So that's oh, always fun. Welcome. Yeah, I think I think I've stolen it from Scott. <laughs> we, Listen, we, if you want, if you want to ride on together. They are available on T Public, not T Publics, which you might hear some <laughs> formers describe it as. Yeah, I might have to grab one after having that many in a row. But uh, we put up a valiant effort. Unfortunately, I knew too much about receiving yards in the NFL, and that cost <laughs> us. And it goes that way, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Dan, I, I can see you shooting daggers with your eyes. No, no. I mean, when it comes down to it, the Rick Monday question didn't, didn't decide the game. Um, yeah. I would have gotten it with that clue and they checked in really fast with the, yeah, it made well played. No, um, it was, a, I mean, it was a great game. We both, both teams played really well. Um, I've got nothing bad to say about it. Um, I want to, I want to double up and say, uh, thanks to Eric because, um, you know, you, first of all, you support us. Second of all, you really support us. You, you, um, are taking over on that, uh, the OT game, which I mean, the OT show, I love that show. I absolutely love it. Um, I can't wait till I get to be on there and talk about, uh, talk about these games. I just, the whole meta idea of talking about the, uh, the games that have happened. I, I, I just think it's just an amazing idea and I, I, I hope it keeps going. Asterix. I think the naked bootleg is pretty cool too. I don't. I don't know. Like I've gotten some good feedback. It's it's, um, it's got some. There's some. I mean, there's one really great person on there, and then like Eric and I are on there too. So it's 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 not bad. The host of the naked bootleg um, is or at least for the first two episodes. He's a he's a charming guy. Uh, if you want to give it a listen, it's it's great. And soon we'll have merchandise on the T Public's website or public. Um, <laughs> That a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make where uh, they sell t-shirts yeah yeah i'm also make i'm also in the the process of making my own website um publichair.com um where you can get you know the finest mankins pil- pillows made of things that people don't use anymore i think i think we need to uh we need to get matt's shirt just a white t-shirt that says i got this shirt on t publix <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the Princeton back door shirt on <laughs> yeah. T public. It only comes in a stretched out size. <laughs> There's a hole in the back right at the bottom. It's gaping. <laughs> they're not pre-strung. They're pre-stretched. Thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center. 
from Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. We have merchandise up on Tee Public, so if you want to grab a T-shirt or a mug, feel free. A hoodie, you know. It it's might... getting cut out. <laughs> I know. Why is it getting cut out? Because Dan said so. Because you're not going to keep any of this in. Sure. That's... I'll keep an organic promo thing in. <laughs> organic promo. <laughs> Be like Walling. Go onto iTunes and give us a rate and review. <laughs> if you're not like Walling, kind of a jerk. Then you know that Same. we check in. <laughs> yep, there we go. Hey, Hi. Mason. So lovely Hi, to see you. I don't want to talk. I want to listen to what Eric has to I'm say. I'm still alive somehow. I've run out, out of things to say, life. Dan. I, you put a lot of pressure on me. I, yeah, I really now I'm stuck in this room for 14 days. I'm just stuck saying last time I remember you said something about. That's true. I'm pretty sure this game's super easy. I wrote it for the ESPN guys, wanting to show them a good time. So now it's too easy. Uh, koalas have gonorrhea. There's a chlamydia. I think it's chlamydia. I think it's chlamydia. It's chlamydia. My my fault. Overrun with chlamydia. Koala bears. Fact. Actually, armadillos carry chlamydia. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) On that note. Where is the education in the koala world? Guys, you're spoiling my fourth quarter. Will you stop? You need awareness. Category fourth quarter chlamydia. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a koala poster of a human. Upside down, saying, hang in there. Scott, are you going to take this shit over? Or what are, you I, doing? I, are we playing a <laughs> game? We're just talking. Have fun. I, Patreon exclusive listen, right here. We haven't seen Mason in a while, all right? It's been a while since Walling's been on. We're, we're just having a good time. <laughs>